Hello and welcome, bug catchers. Hello and welcome, Josh. Hello, Tanner. Hello, welcome, Tanner, to Experience Share. Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast starring me, Omid Stanner, Green Ring, aka Tanner Green Ring, and starring you, Feels Dude. Feels Dude. Feels Dude. Feels Dude. Feels Dude. AKA Josh Fjellstad. Geo Dude. This week it was Omastar and Geodude. Sure. Okay. It's closer to my my gamer tag, as they say. Yeah, Fiel Stud. Fiel Stud. As long as I've known you, that's been your gamer tag. Yeah, it's just a little sassy. Nobody knows what it ever means because you have to know. I know what it means. I know what it means. Yeah, but I mean, to these these gamers that I'm playing online and and inevitably crushing, they think. That it's just a series of fucking random letters, but actually, it's a pun on my incomprehensible last name. Yeah. And makes it even more incomprehensible. Good. <laughs> Jashi. This week, we played some Mon. We did. It was uh, short. I feel like they kind of phoned in, phoned in this last section. You thought it was short and quick and easy, huh? Yeah. I got to tell you this. I had the dangest time working my way through Victory Road. They really try to make it difficult for you, don't they? Because they got a bunch of trainers with a lot of high-level Pokemon, and there's a bunch of high-level random wild Pokemon in there. And in order to get back to a Pokemon Center, you have to like slog through all that bullshit like labyrinthian big building with the surf and all that. Oh. Yeah. So it's like they de-incentivize you from leaving to go heal up. So you're just like, well, I'll just keep pushing through. And then all of a sudden, one Pokemon is passed out. And you're like, well, I'll just keep pushing through. And then another one's p- passed out. And then it's like, well, I'll just keep pushing through. Surely it's ending soon. And then your third Pokemon is like out of PP on everything. <laughs> and it's like, surely this fucking cave is going to end soon. And then another Pokemon is out of PP. And it's like... So what the fuck is going on here? So all those dudes in there, I mean, they're all talking about, like, few make it through Victory Road. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, man. But then it's like, there are surely people who died in there. Yeah, it's like Everest. They got lost. You're, like, walking along, and you see this, like, bright fluorescent, like, snowsuit buried in the snow. And you're like, what's <laughs> that? And your Sherpa's like, oh, that's the last guy who tried to come up here back in 87. We can't take his corpse down because it's fucking Mount Everest. So there's just a fucking corpse up here. Anyway, we did a lot this week despite what Joshua said. I think I mean more that it was like pretty straightforward and that this episode is the first one that's like inverse from any other one where we basically start with the gym and then we do the dungeon adventure. Right. Let's begin at the beginning, Joshua, with... Well, let's not begin at the beginning with level check, because I feel like the level check... By the time our Pokemon reach the level levels that they are at now, we were probably at the end of our leg. Basically, we'll inverse the whole episode. We'll do yeah. level check at the end. So we beat Cinnabar Gym. That's right. We left Blaine quivering in a pile of his own feces and urine from just being... Oh decimated by our Pokemon. He's he's laying in a heap of fire Pokemon corpses, drowned and bloated by Mr. Squirt's water-type Pokemon. Stepped on his cool glasses. And we stepped on his cool glasses, which just added insult to injury because he's already 
sitting there in a pile of his own excrement, surrounded by dead Pokemon. Well, we fuck off from Cinnabar. We're like, we need to take a dip after all that. It was so hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I pull Hubert out, my beautiful Krabby, and I say, "Fly, Hubert, fly!" On the waves, not literally. Right. Okay. But he he surfs me northward on Route 21. Which is just another sea route. There's just a bunch of like lightweights. I feel like they, whereas on the previous uh, jaunt, Route 20 and 19, those people are on their little like triathlon that they keep talking about. And these ones are like just taking a little dip out of Pallet Town or Cinnabar Island. I was curious about, there's a couple of docks that are just out in the middle of the water. No boat, unclear. Yeah. Did you grow up in a place, well, you grew up in Washington, so I know this is accurate for you, but did you grow up in a place with a lot of water and like swimming, swimming holes, swimming places? Well, I grew up on an island, so right. the whole thing was swimming holes. I grew up in Minnesota, which has lots of lakes. I don't know if you heard about that. Isn't it the land of 1,000 lakes? 10,000. 10,000. Wow. Multiply your chump estimate by 10 because it's 10,000 lakes. It's overkill. Don't need quite that many. And what everyone in Minnesota does is they float a pontoon out in the middle of the lake. Okay. You know what that means? You guys have pontoons? You know what a pontoon is? Yeah, I know what a pontoon is. I mean, I have floated down a river, drank some beers, but I was on the East Coast. That is not really a thing on the West Coast. Okay, well, you're already wrong because they don't float. So a pontoon, as far as I know... Doesn't it have to float? They don't They don't move. They don't locomote. Okay, but they're floating. They're floating. Yes, sorry, I misspoke. Okay. It's a bunch of barrels with a platform on top of it weighed down by an anchor so you swim out to the pontoon you jump off of it you drink beers on it and that's how you have fun in a hot minnesota summer did you guys have those in washington the summer in washington is arguably at least in western washington probably the perfect weather as far as i'm concerned it's like 65 to like 72 did you have pontoons no no okay well that's what we just got on a regular fucking boat that's what these guys were on Little floating platforms, maybe 20, 30 feet off the shore that you could just swim out to and have a good time. All right. Have a drink. Do some diving. Oh, and these guys, you could tell the Sprite. They've got beer bellies. Oh, they're shit-faced. I actually, I saw um, on Twitter recently, Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon. Yeah. It's real good. It is really good. (laughs) It's a person who collects leaked beta and lost images uh, and sketches and like sprites. It's a really good account. And coincidentally, yesterday, I saw them tweet about the sprites for swimmers and the fishermen in Japan before the international release. So the female swimmers used to wink. They had a wink. It was like animated. No, they oh, okay. had one eye winking like me on the on the show art. Very sexy. And then the fishermen had a cigarette dangling out of their mouths. <laughs> Very sexy. And in the international version, they cut both of those. So the swimmer has both of her eyes open, and the fisherman still has the like droopy mouth, but they just cut the cigarette out of it. So he just looks like a like stroke victim. Yeah, it's like a stroke victim with a trucker hat. And I'm like, oh, now I make, now I understand why his mouth looked like that. I'm looking at it now. Both the swimmer female sprites are still pretty saucy. 
They're minxes. Yeah. They got like a sauciness to them. They're like doing like MySpace poses, you know? Yeah. Also, we can't spend the entire time talking about Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon at Dr. Lava YT on Twitter. But we could. The beta, the like lost sprite artwork for Sharpedo. Yeah. Is so fucking cool. Yeah. The pre-evolution with the anchor trailing from him like a tail. Yeah, that's cool as hell. It's really it's dope. like a it's like half a shark and then the shark has like its back end is a chain with an anchor hanging off of it. And it's like, why didn't we fucking make this Pokemon? It's so cool. The account that's why it's also upsetting, because you see these things that were so close to happening. Maybe we'll have a whole episode about Dr. Lava's lost Pokemon at some point. Yeah, we'll do a little bonus. It'll be called the lost episode. Yeah, I like that. But anyway, anyway, all of that is to say you got these dudes sitting out on this, the apparently pontoons and we finally meet the legendary, the guy with six Magikarp is out there. Yeah, that's me. That's, that's Mr. Squirt. <laughs> that's, he's a cousin. He's got the spirit of Squirt, you know? Yeah. He's out here just getting his fucking grind in, dedicated to the cause. He's just like chugging beers, chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> One day, Josh, those six Magikarp are going to be six Gyarados, and then then who will be laughing? I think that most of them were already past level 20, so he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's a Magikarp that evolution. fan. He's, he's a slamming fan. that B button. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I got to have my carp. <laughs> Do Magikarp learn any moves aside from splash and tackle? They don't, right? I don't think so. I don't see Magikarp learning Dragon Rage at any any level. Okay, so he's not quite Squirt energy, but... He's a disciple of Squirt. A spiritual brother. He's like the small town version. He's probably from Pallet Town, and he's inspired by your actions, but doesn't have the talent. I crushed his ass, just to say. Oh, I felt bad eventually with Thunderbolt, every single one of them. I lit up that pontoon. He could have drowned. I don't know. I got out of there. He's probably dead. I left the pontoon intact, but I put a small leak in, into the uh, the floaters. And then I jetted and worked my way up Route 21 towards Pallet Town, which seemed familiar to me. We're back. Did you say hi to mom? Yeah, I said hi to my mommy. The only pit stop I made is I caught a Tangela in that little patch. I don't know if you did that. It's the only place to catch them. I didn't, and maybe I should. I hated it, but I got to catch them all. So I put a Tangela in Bill's PC, and I'm never going to see it again. That's a disgusting euphemism, and never say that to me again. (laughs) Think about this for a second. Do I want to? Imagine holding a Tangela. Imagine using your human hand, Joshua Fjallstead, to grab and hold a Tangela. You pick it up off the ground. What would that feel like? What would that be like? Would it be like holding a bunch of worms? It's close. So when I caught it, its Pokedex entry actually said that it basically feels like seaweed and all of that shakes when it walks. So I want you to just take that into consideration. You've been an apologist. You just reach down. It's like the size of like a grapefruit. Well, it's bigger than that. I think it's like three feet tall. Is it? Yeah. That's huge. I've been telling you how gross this thing is. It's three feet tall, three feet, three no, inches. No, I love it. I love it. I think it's cute as hell. It's so cute. I'm just thinking about touching it now. And it's like, what is that sensation like? It's like seaweed. Like worms? Ugh. Seaweed. Gross. Yeah, exactly. Not gross enough for me to 
you barf at it, but like fucked up at, at the very least, right? The Pokedex entry is the whole body. <laughs> the whole body is swathed with wide vines that are similar to seaweed. Its vines shake as it walks. They threw in that last line. Didn't really need it. Yeah, I assumed so. But they were like, well, let's really paint a vivid, vivid picture. <laughs> Ken Sujimori. Undulate as it walks. <laughs> so I uh, caught that tangle up, showed it to my mom, well, and then good for popped you. it in the, like, check this out. And she's like, this is what you've been doing with your life? Your real mom? Josh's mom? Or no, your I don't, mom? I don't think that my mom has figured out what a podcast is yet, despite that I've been working in podcasts for, <laughs> for two and a half years, years. And, and my husband's livelihood is, is based on them. <laughs> she just assumes you guys are on like some kind of government assistance. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, all, all of our relatives, everyone. She, they're always asking your mom. She's like, I don't know. Some kind of radio show or something. <laughs> something local. So I did visit mom. It's weird, I think, and I don't really remember, but I think she said the exact same thing to me <laughs> when I went to go visit her. Yeah. As she did when I left her 255 hours ago. Didn't have any remarks about the seven beautiful badges. I've been gone for so long. Right. Did you also go visit Professor Oak? Yeah, I did. He commented on my Pokedex, and he was like, I forget what I had at that time, although we should actually, we should check how many we have. But he goes, he's like, oh, 78? That's pretty good. Maybe you should go fishing. Maybe you should go catch some water Pokemon. I'm like, Pinch, I got so many. Right. But I feel like this is the stock script. (laughs) Yeah. That he has no matter what time you come back from your journeys. I think maybe it changes once you... It's probably every 50 Pokemon or something. I'm looking at his page right now. So he did say something to me, which was, I'm impressed. It must have been difficult to do when I showed him my Pokedex. Okay. And it sounds like what he said to you was, very good. Go fish for some marine Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so now I know what tier both of us are at in our Pokedex. Well, which tier is better? Mine? No. Well, how many Pokemon do you have? 90. 90? 90. Well, how do you have more than me? I don't know. I'm more diligent, obviously. Not diligent enough. I, I got 86. I caught a bunch in Victory Road. I caught a bunch. I thought that I would have caught more than you, although I think you have spent more time in Safari Zone. Every Pokemon in Safari Zone, except Chansey. Okay. And then I caught a bunch of Pokemon in Victory Road, which were just evolutions of Pokemon I had already caught. So I made it, I'm at 90 on the dot. Okay. Well, I'm at 86. So that's a very narrow gap. Pathetic. Anyway. You can fight Professor Oak? No. In the Generation 1 games, there are an unused trainer data for Professor Oak. This implies that the player was supposed to battle him at some point in the game. Fascinating. He has a level 66 Tauros, a level 66 Executor, a level 68 Arcanine, a level 70 Gyarados. Whoa. And one of the Kanto starters, I guess the third one that goes unpicked at level 69, which is nice. Why would they cut that? Why would they cut that? That's fascinating. 
Is that, I wonder if it was meant to be like, oh, if you capture all the Pokemon or after Mewtwo or something. Right. He's like, oh, let me show you, little puke. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we do it in Pallet Town. That'd be cool as hell. I want to battle him now. Yeah. Okay, anyway, quit sending me to Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon and to Professor Oak. I like that he had a Tauros, though, because in the anime, there's a whole episode about Professor Oak's Tauros herd. So that's kind of a funny connection. Okay, so make our way back up Route 1. Fucking annihilate these, like, level three <laughs> Rattatas and Pidgeys. You even bother? You bother fighting Oh, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get those four experience like points. Uh, how do you how do you think how do you think Mr. Squirt's All Fifties Club got to All Fifties? I can't even be bothered with the riffraff at this point. Once I made it to Pallet Town, I just hopped on my fu- um, fucking Brian and I flew to Viridian City. Oh, I don't, I don't fly. I don't have time to like talk to this riffraff on Route One. Yeah, no, Please. my shit, my shit don't fly. Uh, we're a against, celebrity. I'm a celebrity. That's against Mr. Squirt's whole mo. So we surfed and huffed it the entire way up to Viridian City. Wherein the previously closed gym in Viridian City that is now reopened to competitors. And who should be inside that gym? A bunch of kind of our, our old Some of my least favorite trainers. God, these the jugglers again. They have tamers. Ugh. Everyone's whips. got a whip for some reason. <laughs> Which I didn't like. No, I didn't like it at all. So yeah, so there's a bunch of gross BDSM Pokemon and Pokemon trainers in here. Well, not this, you know, not gross. Just doing their own thing. Not gross. Sorry, that's a bad choice of words. Doing their own and thing. And we're sex positive here, and <laughs> we do encourage you to do whipping when you're doing sex, if that's what you're into. We're not here to yuck yums. That's fine. I don't like that the tamers here are basically whipping animals and although one of them does say i think he was in victory road though because that place is also fucking littered with these tamers one of them just goes i'll whip you i'm like hey that's illegal consent to that i didn't consent to that that's assault viridian city gym is weird because it's all tamers who have whips cool trainers who have whips and black belts who feel like the odd man out yeah and they all have fighting type Pokemon, obviously, and then a mix of other shit like they got ground, Night Arenos, and Tauroses, and Chokes, Doug Trio, Horns, that kind of shit. And it was, I mean, it was a wash. It was a wash for me too, man. Fucking ground type Pokemon against my goddamn water army. Good luck, bud. I mean, I had Bodica. I had, well, that was all I really needed. I mean. It, it was. I don't think anyone in that whole gym fucking touched me, to be honest. Here's something that surprised me, and something I didn't know about until I went face-to-face with the Viridian gym leader, Giovanni, previously of Team Rocket fame. Now he's a gym leader in Viridian. He was too busy... Well, I think he always was. He was too busy doing Team Rocket shit. To be back at the gym, but ever since you deposed him, knocked him off his fucking Team Rocket throne, he's back in lowly Viridian gym taking on all comers. Here's what surprised me. Rhyhorn has an evolution called Rhydon. Yes. Did you know that? Uh, Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) So all of a sudden, his last Pokemon is Rhydon. I'm just like... Level 50. 
big boy. So what? Ryorn s- stood up? Yeah, he evolved. It, exactly. Yeah, it's an evolution. <laughs> Two legs. It's the exact same sprite as Ryorn. It's just standing up. Yeah, it's just bigger. He almost had an identical move set, too. I think Rhyhorn had Fury Attack where Rhydon has Fisher. But that was the only difference. <laughs> like, what a dumb evolution. Yeah, I mean, I've never touched it. Here's here's one Pokemon that evolves into another. And what by evolve, I mean it stands up and learns a new dumb move that ultimately doesn't fucking matter. And it misses every time. Right. I crushed Giovanni. I drowned him in a pool of... Whatever the hell Blastoise squirts out of its cannons, oh. it comes from its body, uh, yeah. so it's not water. It's water. I mean, it's definitely It's water. not water. It In comes the, out of its body. All the depictions it's like are seminal it's always fluid. water. It maybe, maybe. It's something. Maybe that's involved, but it's predominantly water. It's generated in Blastoise's body. Why we can can't agree it upon just... that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever the liquid is, it's generated in your body. Think of all the fluids that come out of your body, Joshua. Are any one of them, could you describe any one of them as water? Um, no. No. It's not water. So whatever Giovanni drowned in a shadow, shallow pool of, it oh wasn't water. God. I guess that's true. That's very distressing. So anyway, he, and him and all his fucking shitty Pokemon, Ryorn, Dugtrio, Nidoqueen, Nidoking, and Rhydon are fucking toast. Yeah, Giovanni should stick with the activist investing. He was much more useful as the head of Silphco than John Silph and this whole gym leader thing. No. Is this the last we hear of Team Rocket? Because they seem like they're in shambles after they were destroyed by a 12-year-old boy. They are finished in this game. That's all I'll say. I don't know how they're going to manage to recover because the things that happened to them and Giovanni this week were frankly embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He drowned in a pool of liquid. In my case, I had a vile plume just pedal dancing all over that fucking gym. They, he's lying dead, suffocated under a pile of leaves. Here's just a real a question. pile of leaves. Is ground type the worst type Pokemon? Uh, I... It seems like it sucks. Think... <sighs> it's I tough. have not encountered a ground type Pokemon in this game that I thought was good. They're definitely not worth their weight. Because they're so heavy and, and bad. But I, I think poison is worse. But like... But they're it's neck and neck. They're definitely the worst, too. Ground type is so easily dispatched by so many types of Pokemon. Like, you just need a plant or a water. Any special attack, for the most part. Like, I used Lord Gort a few times, because I already had him out to dispatch the, the Nidos. Because they're poison and ground. Rest in peace. And... He was one hitting them because, like, their special is just so low that it doesn't even matter, like, most of the time if you just have a a power hitter who's focused on special, they're all fainting. Trash. Maybe ground is worse. Giovanni, you're trash, and now you're dead. Drown in a pool of liquid or, apparently, petals. Rest in petals. Buried in a mound of petals. Rest in petals. R.I.P. Can we start saying that to people? That's cool. Rest in pedals. R.I.P. Rest in pedals. I definitely can. What is pedal dance? <laughs> it's a grass type move. Where you shoot pedals? She does a... And that hurts? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I'm thinking about it. I can't imagine that hurting very much. She does a 
dance and like furls all of her petals out and they're poisonous. Oh, okay, I presume poisonous. I mean, it doesn't cause poison damage, but like I presume they have to be poisonous or they have some suffocating spore on them. Moving on to Route 22, but first, Joshua. Yes. We should take a break. And when we come back, we will discuss Route 22, and we'll discuss Victory Road, and we will finally get to everyone's favorite segment, Level Check. So, we leave Giovanni ground to dust, suffocated in a pile of petals and some sort of bodily fluid from Blastoise. Yeah. We head back to Route 22, which, if you all recall, is where we almost had our asses handed to us by our rivals in the, the first episode. Right, Bad Josh. Bad Josh and Greg. And it looks like they had that set up because he was there... Once again, and he wanted one last rematch before perhaps we'll we'll encounter him on the Indigo Plateau. Not likely, because he's just leaving there. It sounded like he got his ass handed to him in Indigo Plateau and is now leaving to go lick his wounds and, and heal his Pokemon. That could be. There is a trainer. I don't know if you... I usually talk to them after I've defeated them. <laughs> just to rub it in. Yeah, of course. There's a trainer in Victory Road who does say, oh, Greg came through here. Or Bad Josh. So he made it through some extent. We don't know how far he made it. I expect that this battle I had with him on Route 22, en route to Indigo Plateau, was the last interaction I'll ever have with him. Oh, we'll see. In any case, he does certainly not have enough talent to make it to the Elite Four because... It was like fighting a, a child. It was like fighting a child. It's like a youngster yeah. Joey here. Although I will admit that his Alakazam did give me trouble. His Alakazam one-hitted my Polyrath. His Alakazam has the most talent on that team, for sure. He had the Pidgeot 47. I actually, I had Churchill in my first slot, so that was a joke. It was a one-hit KO, Thunderbolt. He has Rhyhorn again with these fucking Rhyhorns. Why do people bother? They're so bad. <laughs> so bad. Coming through here again, he has a level 47 Pidgeot, level 45 Rhyhorn, level 45 Gyarados, level 47 Growlithe, level 50 Alakazam, and a level 53 Venusaur. I mean, this dum-dum isn't even fucking using a Firestone on his Growlithe at level 45. Like, what's happening here? Yeah, use the fucking Firestone, idiot. They should have, like, a Pokemon Protective Services kind of a thing because this guy doesn't deserve to have these Pokemon. He's putting them to waste. It's only level 45 when he's fighting you. What the fuck? No, because they're swapped. Like, you can have an eg you can have an Execute or... A Gyarados. So you had a different battle than me. Anyway... I fucking smashed his fucking pathetic skull onto the ground. Then we, we saunter up to Route 23, which is like a bunch, a bunch of cops. Yeah, Route 23 sucks. They make it unnecessarily long to discourage you from going back to heal your Pokemon a bunch right. while you're on Victory Road. And they trap you with whoever your HM friend is that has Surf, because I didn't. I forgot about that. I made it all the way up there, made it to the part you have to Surf across after like the fourth of the fifth badge, I think the fifth one. And then I had to go all the fucking way back and I didn't have Brian, so I couldn't fly. All the fucking way back to Viridian City, get Elizabeth, bring her back out. 
I did the same thing, and then I decided to make a crucial cut to my team, which devastated me, but it needed to be done. Oh, oh no. So, Krabby, my beautiful boy Hubert, level 20 at this point, or something like that, who had been my HM friend the entire game, he knew cut, he knew surf, he knew strength, he got me through a lot of scrapes, I needed to retire him. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it made me really sad, but I did it. A lot of my Pokemon know Surf, so that wasn't an issue. But what I did need to do was rely on a new HM friend, my Poliwrath, Pierre, (laughs) to learn Strength. I replaced Double Slap. Oh, that's legit. To make Pierre my new HM friend. He knows Surf, he knows Strength, and that's all I needed to get through Route 23 to Victory Road. And I'm super sad to leave Hubert behind. I loved Hubert. He was great. Maybe someday he can, through the magic of Pokemon Bank on 3DS, he can rejoin the team. Maybe I'll even bring him in to do a super evolution in Sword and Shield, Gigantamax. Oh, that would be fun. I hear that the mega crabby Gigantamax evolution looks fly as hell. So Yeah, it looks scary. It looks like something out of Stranger Things. Hubert, I want to salute you now. <laughs> Pour one out. And thank you for your service. And here goes my salute. It looks good. Thank you. We'll do a little behind the scenes content. Okay. So we step in to Victory Road. Yes. It's a mess. Yeah, it sucks. I hated it, to be honest. And I know I said this leg was short, relatively speaking, but I made it all the way through kind of by happenstance and the fact that all of my Pokemon ran out of PP. I made it through there, out of it, PP. to the Indigo Plateau, but I didn't even catch Moltres. I had to go back in and do the whole fucking thing again because those rocks that you had to push onto the little like portals, they reset. Yeah. As soon as you leave the room, in fact, that is actually one of the solutions to one of the puzzles, is that the rocks reset when you leave a room and re-enter it. And on the first floor, you need to push some rocks around to get an item, and then leave the room to reset, and then push more rocks around to get the other item. Right. And I feel like the trigger rate for wild Pokemon in Victory Road is like 10 times worse than even rock tunnel or mount moon yeah it's constant and except it's not like a a fucking flimsy little zubat it's like uh it's like a level 48 like (laughs) machoke yeah like a 43 venomoth i mean it's insane right there are a lot of tms in there you get sky attack you get explosion most of them were ultimately useless to me i think you can get submission which is a nice submission fighter type move Polyrath could learn that. He already knew it. Okay. Also, like, I understand that submission is a good move, but, like, that 25% kickback sucks. Yeah, it's rough. Sometimes. It's like a last-ditch maneuver. I think low kick is better in this generation where you have, like, what, three or four fighting moves? I think low kick is probably better than submission because you don't get any kickback. I mean, it's less accuracy, but... And Polyrath does have quite a few hit points at this point, so who knows? Maybe it's worth it, but anyway, there's a bunch of rocks you have to push around. There's a bunch of items to collect, including some TMs. And there's also a bunch of cool trainers yeah. and black belts and jugglers. And anyone else? Tamers. 
and Pokemaniacs. The Tamers are the one I really hate. I mean, these are all the trainers I fucking hate. Other than Q-Ball. These are the worst ones. That actually brings me to a segment. Uh-oh. If I may. My segment is called Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. And it was a Pokemon deployed by the Pokemaniac in Victory Road. And this Pokemon is called Licky Tongue. <laughs> I even hate how you said it. And here's what Licky Tongue is. Some kind of salamander with like a giant tongue. A big salamander. That's just like hanging out of its fucking mouth. Like it it looks like a ugh. Can I send you an image and you tell me whether or not it looks like it? Yeah. And I've got Licky Tongue pulled up here just to remind myself. Okay, so this is actually great. This is great. Keep the <laughs> Keep the image for Licky Tongue pulled up. Okay. And then look at this image side by side. Oh, come on. I hate this. <laughs> and tell me that that's not essentially what we're looking at. It's what we're looking at. Right? Describe to the bug catchers what I sent you. What he sent me is what looks like a fleshlight, which for those who are unfamiliar with the concept, a fleshlight is a sex toy that people can insert penises or penis-like objects into, uh -huh. and it gives sexual pleasure. But this one has a mouth with a tongue sticking out of it, and then it's got a nose and like a detailed little like lower half of a face like a frenulum that someone is someone is fucking someone is fucking this yeah face this tongue licky tongue this is a licky tongue that's what licky tongue is yeah yeah <laughs> oh i guess i don't understand <laughs> what licky tongue is supposed to be other than it's a normal type? Licky Tongue is living its life. I mean... Ugh, disgusting. It is a normal type. Ugh! I'm on the Licky Tongue Bulbapedia page, and I found the image of Licky Tongue as portrayed in the live-action film Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. And it's even worse there. <laughs> Ugh, make me barf. Licky Tongue. Like, why is it mo normal type? It should be, like, poison, I guess? I don't know. Poison would make sense. I mean, it learns acid, I think. Maybe not in this version. I don't, I'm not sure. But it's just bad. I mean, I feel like it's got bad stats. It learns basically nothing in Gen 1. Josh, did you have a Josh's Cutie this week? And did you encounter it on Victory Road? I did. I, I hope eventually we will... Joshua? If you're about to tell me that your cutie is Mr. Mime, I swear to God, I'll quit the podcast. No, and I was reminded of how fucking hideous Mr. Mime is because one of these cool trainers has one. It's the juggler that has it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we finally get we finally get the juggler with the Mr. Mime. It took this long. No, my my sweetie, Joshi's sweetie of the week, I think is pretty acceptable. <laughs> I forgot how fun Persian is. Oh, 
yeah, this is Meowth's evolution. Yeah. It's cool looking. It's like a mountain lion with a gem on its head. Yeah, it's a mountain lion with big, like, clean paws, claws, and it's got nice whiskers. It's got a, a pretty gem in the middle of its forehead. It's got a really nice, I think, sound as well. It's it's entry. Its cry is very fun. It actually sounds like what I would think uh, Persian would kind of sound like. And I also appreciated that I forgot it kind of like packs a punch. Oh, yeah. It actually did do some damage to me and apparently dropped a bunch of coins <laughs> in the process. Yeah, payday is a is a fun signature move. It like took a quarter of my health and I was just like, what the fuck? Did this thing just take a quarter of my health? And I was like, it and scattered money. coins across <laughs> the battleground. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, as an owner of two cats, all this stuff with Persian was very accurate for what what these cats do i mean my cat winnie in particular is a rascal yeah he was on this episode we heard him earlier when he was just like batting something around on the ground probably coins yeah well he often will knock coins pens you and i used to play a very fun tabletop game called star wars x-wing oh yeah x-wing's miniatures and you and i you and i dumped a lot of money into x-wing miniatures still have all of them every time i would come over to your place to play Winston would create chaos. <laughs> yeah. He would jump up on the board. He would knock our X-Wing miniatures off the board and otherwise just just be very disruptive. Yeah, he's an agent of chaos, but he's also, he loves sitting on laps. He purrs like a lawnmower. I mean, he's my real life Joshi's sweetie. Right. And Persian is as close as you could get. Yeah. Oh, and here's POTUS. Yeah. POTUS is on the podcast now, too. They're hungry. This is Josh's other cat, POTUS. Both Josh's cats are big boys. POTUS is very big, though. POTUS is a cool 21, 21.2 pounds. He's a big orange tabby cat. POTUS is a big boy. And I, I should say, now that our bug catchers are not familiar with both of these cats, but POTUS in particular, when I just said he's a big orange fat tabby cat, I should specify POTUS is the president, but he was named after FDR, and he was named in the Obama era. Yes. Just to clarify, he happens to be orange and fat, so he's really more of a Taft when you think about it, but he's named in honor of FDR, our greatest president. Yeah. Please don't isolate any of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we fought Moltres. Moltres is a dumb idiot, and I fucking owned it, and it will fly me wherever the fuck I want. And I'm not going to lie, Moltres was not a fun easy breezy fight because Moltres has something called fire spin which despite the fact that my Pokemon are all water type and have no issue withstanding a fire spin you get trapped in it and you can't do anything right so you're just like stuck there for like four turns I mean it's bad though as it whittles away at you and you're just like well I don't give a shit this isn't gonna kill me just let me get out of this so I can fruitlessly throw some Pokeballs at you and they're gonna miss the first a thousand times. Oh, that's funny, because uh, I actually caught him on my first... I hurled one Ultra Ball, and I caught him. That was it. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Took me a while, because he kept fire spinning me. And for some reason, Polyrath couldn't put it to sleep with hypnosis. It just kept, like, not working. So all I could do was hurl Ultra Balls at it. Right. So it was a not an easy battle, but I did catch it, and I did... Send it to Bill's PC immediately upon leaving 
Victory Road and entering the the little like weird visitor center before <laughs> it is weird indigo plateau pulled it out taught it fly and then put it back in they got some really upsetting fucking item choices in that in that visitor center i healed my pokemon and then immediately talked to the little aide the the guy with those dumb dorky glasses just to see what was up and he's like oh this is indigo plateau i'm like tell me something i don't know i mean yeah obviously the, I, you're i haven't read every fucking sign on the way here right and then or all I, those fucking like narc cops on the way up they're like you can't go here unless you have the badge it's like i got all your fucking badges guy yeah it's insane i mean how would i have ever gotten where i am without knowing what the fuck i'm doing and i go over to the stand to purchase some full heels because you know I only buy full heal. I don't bother with fucking like yeah. paralyze heal and awakening and ice heal. I just get full heal. Hyper potions and full heals is all I of have course. in my inventory. And I go to that store. They don't have it. Right. They don't have full heal. I'm like, what? You know what you got to do? What kind of an establishment is this? You know what you got to do? What? Take your Moltres. Fly back down to Cinnabar. I don't use my legendary birds, but I honor them. And I do not taint them with a trash move like fly i still use brian my Firo, but <laughs> i guess that josh is as good a time as any to do everyone's favorite segment oh yeah level check god i've been waiting all episode for this so here we are at the little rest area before the Elite Four. That's right. We're going straight to the Elite Four in the next episode. These are our lineups and their levels going into it, right? Unless, do we want to do some leveling before we go in? We should just decide on a level. We should make all of our Pokemon the same level as each other. Okay, that's easy. It's easy for me. Uh, I'm, fucking, I'm fucking sure it is. I don't know why I just said that. And I will tell you now that Mr. Squirt is now the proud owner of Mr. Squirt's All 50s Club. Jean-Baptiste, my Blastoise, level 50. Marguerite, my Tentacruel, level 50. <laughs> Francoise, my Starmie, level 50. Oberon, my Gyarados, level 50. Pierre, my Polyrath, level 50. And Celeste. My beautiful cloister, level 50. Joshua, get on my fucking level. And to remind you again, that level is 50. Okay. All right, so we're going to have to say level 50, but I might have to make... I might make a case for one exception. I'll, I'll say what I've got so far. Palmerston, Charizard, level 48. Pathetic. Lord Gort Alakazam, level 49. Pathetic. Churchill. Sad. Raichu, level 47. Oof. I know. But I had a lot of fucking work to do to catch them up. And they're all basically there. Henry VIII, Machamp, level 47. Oof. Boudica, Vileplume, level 49. Victoria, Dragonair, level 50. However... She doesn't evolve until into Dragonite until level 55. I need to have Dragonite. So why don't we say 55? We're going to level all of them to level 55? Yep. And keep in mind, by the time we do this, before we record next time, I have to get from fucking Gym 4, <laughs> which I just beat, to level 55 going into the Elite 4 
on my 3DS. Okay. So yes, this is what we're going to do. So you're going to do it. You want to issue that challenge to ourselves. I mean, we don't even have to set a level. Do you, we don't have to set a level if you don't want to. I don't give a shit. No, I think we should. I think it's better if we have the same, all of our Pokemon are the same level. They could be lower than, but no higher than 55. Level 55 going into the Elite Four next week, and that's it. We've got Cerulean Cave and kind of like general cleanup after that. It's, it's actually called Mysterious Cave. Mystery Cave? Mystery Cave. And perhaps we will finally battle. If God wills it to happen, we will finally battle. God. Who knows if I can manage to fucking beat this entire game again in the next week, but hopefully I can. I have a young son at home, by the way, Joshua. Oh, I'm familiar. Oh, sweetie. I'm missing his entire childhood because I'm so keyed in (laughs) on Pokemon. Well, stop playing on this one now and just go straight to the 3DS. I'm done playing on this one now. (laughs) Now it's 3DS. I tried to get you to skip this week, and you're like, now. We got to keep going. Yes. Okay. This week, I have been almost Tanner Greenring, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined by my host, Fjolstude, a.k.a. Josh Fjolstead, as always, and this has been Experience Share the Podcast, a Pokemon podcast. Next week, join us as we tackle the Elite Four and catch Mewtwo, <laughs> and finally battle once and for all. Until then, please do rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, be it on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever, although I think only one of those places has a rate and review system, and that's iTunes. So please do go do it on iTunes. Follow and subscribe on the other ones. And please do. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. And... We printed, like, a shitload of stickers, so if you want one, just email us your fucking address, and I'll send you one. Yeah. I'll just buy a bunch of envelopes, and I'll send you one. I don't care. Take out your licky tongue, and, uh... Ugh. No, you don't have to. <laughs> they're they're pre-licked. All right. I will see you next week, Joshua, and I will see you next week, Bug Catchers. Goodbye. Smell you later.